Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Uh, yeah, we got some rain out there. Could be heavy at times and pretty steady throughout the morning or scattered this afternoon and tapering off this evening. High 58 right now, 47. All right. So have you ever heard of pregnancy nose? Yes. I knew. Oh, yeah. Oh, Is I, that when your nostrils widen? Every, your, your whole nose just it gets spreads. wider. It spreads. Yeah. And I totally had it. And sometimes you even sound more nasalier when you talk. Does it yeah. go back after you have the baby? I feel, I feel like it did a little, but then, you know, your ears and your nose never stop growing. And I feel like my nose has just grown exponentially in the last, <laughs> I don't know how many years. I feel like it's on fire. Just, just expect, I feel like it's going to take over my whole face. Well, that's why you have the big glasses. Yeah. Holds them. <laughs> yeah, place. exactly. Yeah. For sure. All right. So somebody on TikTok recently said that it looks like Little Mermaid star Holly Berry has it. She would like you to know that she does not, she said. Oh, well, then what's happening there? Listen, I know. If I see one more person say something about my nose one more time, it's going to be hell to pay. You know why? Because I'm black. I love my nose. What are you concerned about my nose for? Leave me the hell alone. So she's not having it at all. Okay, can we do with before and after then? <laughs> Just saying. Can we get some measurements? Okay. To see. That's got to be the worst, though, part about being a celebrity is when you're not pregnant but you're like, eat a burrito for lunch and everybody's like, you're pregnant. It's like, you no, know, I'm just bloated. No, I just had a big lunch. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have on a couple of pounds, you can't really tell when you have a big lunch, but when you're super skinny, it, like yeah. a lot of these female stars are. It shows. Yeah. It shows. Have you ever heard of a nippleologist? No. A nippleologist. What is a nippleologist, too? Um, well, it's a real thing. Uh, John Hamm had a dedicated nippleologist on the set of Fargo. And I would refer you, Jen, to season five, the trailer. If you look at the season five trailer, you may notice that John Hamm's character, Sheriff Roy Tillman, has nipple rings. Ooh. But spoiler alert, they're fake. Oh. Not just the rings. But the nipples themselves. Oh, wow. All fake. He put fake nipples on top of his real nipples? He didn't. The nippleologist did. Because ah. that's what a nippleologist does. John said, I I had to have some very blue latex put on my nipples. And then they cast a resoundingly lifelike pair, which they then pierced. Oh, my god! And then once the pair were pierced, molded and pierced, then they place it over his own nipples and w- using an adhesive and uh, he said it's it looks amazing and the crew they just they don't get enough credit uh, that is an art for sure that's why they're called a nippleologist wasn't that Jennifer Lopez though that had a nipple tweaker that she was in charge of making sure that her nipples were was hard it Lopez? I thought was it was her, her. Somebody had a tweaker. It was somebody's nip job to be but a I nipple tweaker. Oh, I don't know. Remember who it was. Yeah. Anyway, Fargo season five premieres tonight at 10 p.m. on FX. Think about that. Looking at John Hamm's pierced nipples. nipples. How awkward did that be, though, standing there and having someone apply something on top of your nipple? Yeah. That would just be weird. And I bet it felt weird, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is they're sticking it on there with. 
Don't you think about that sometimes too? I mean, those actors and actresses make a lot of money, but they do have to put themselves in some seriously compromising positions sometimes. With think people. of the money, think of the money, think of the money, yeah. think of the money. Yeah. Like John Hamm when he had Jennifer Aniston laying on top of him. You that think, must have been really I'm hard. I'm sure that was so challenging. It's a bad yeah, day. Very difficult. Bad day at the office. <laughs> it's, hey, it's a living. Is he married? What is he? Yeah. He is. He is Remember? now. Yep, he got married recent. this it was past recent, summer. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's hard to imagine anybody other than Adam Sandler singing the Hanukkah song, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, it was almost not him who did it. It was almost Roseanne Barr. Oh, no. Why? She was the host on Saturday Night Live the night it debuted in 1994. And Adam says that Roseanne was nice enough to say, no, let Adam do that. That's his. He wrote it. That's his song. Oh, that's nice. If it comes on the radio and and I hear it, I get excited. That's still awesome. When I wrote that that week on Saturday Night Live, Roseanne Barr was the host, and they were talking about Roseanne singing it, and she was nice enough to say, no, nah, let Adam do that. That's his, he, he wrote it. That's his song. That's cool. Yeah. He's thankful the song is still a hit almost 30 years later. He, he, he said he just, you know, gets excited, loves it. It's awesome. It's cool. He pulls it off well. Yes, he does. I agree. Uh, and as expected, Snoop Dogg has no intention of quitting weed. <laughs> he never had any intention of quitting weed when he announced that he was giving up smoke. Yeah. It well, because weren't we all kind of like, well, what is he going to no do instead? Edibles. We thought edibles. Yeah. No, it wasn't that either. It was all part of an ad campaign for Solo Stove Smokeless Fire Pits. Ah, jeez. In a new ad, he says, I'm done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all stinky. I'm going smokeless. We have a solo stove. We've had one for multiple years, and it really is awesome. He goes on to say, solo stove makes fire. Mm -hmm. They take out the smoke. Clever. It's really fun, and sometimes they have, like, in the beginning, it's, like, it gets a little smoky, but then once it gets going, it's awesome. You can, like, cook on there and everything if you want. Hmm. All right, holiday shopping. You're going to be hearing a lot of Christmas music when you're out and about starting this week, if you haven't already. So they did a study to find out how it impacts holiday shopping. So people are more likely to go into a store or stay longer if these genres of music are playing. Pop, 43%. Rock, 37%. Alternative, 26 Classical, 23 And hip-hop and rap, 21 They're more likely to leave if they hear metal, gospel, hip-hop, country, and punk. Mm. So here are the top holiday songs found on shopping playlists on Spotify. Number one is Winter Wonderland by Tony Bennett. Oh, it's a great song. Followed by White Christmas, Big and Crosby. Classic. Sleigh Ride, The Ronettes. Love it. The Christmas song, Nat King Cole. Oh, of oh, course, yeah. One. yeah. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Sam Smith. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. I was going to say, where's Mariah Carey? Is she on there? Yeah. The top artists, Taylor Swift, Michael Buble, Pentatonix, Ariana Grande, and One Direction. Hmm. So, kind of interesting. Uh, David Letterman returned to his old theater last night to be on with Stephen Colbert. Uh, As you may know, when uh, David Letterman was on television, he did 4,000 shows on CBS from the Ed Sullivan Theater on Broadway. That's where they that's where they taped the show. And then when he left, Stephen Colbert not only took that time slot, but he also took over the studio, which they redesigned and built a new set and the whole thing. And 
Uh, this was the first time Dave had ever been back. And the standing ovation lasted a while, and, and Dave had a great line ready. Here's how that all went down. My guest tonight certainly needs no introduction. Please welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater, Mr. David Letterman. <laughs> Stephen, control your people. This, I, I will I think, say, this yes. is the most enthusiastic audience I have been near since the night I announced I was quitting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Stephen, he Yay. had a great question for Dave last night after all those years in late night television. What do you miss about it? After all those 4,000 shows, what do you miss most about doing, a sh if there is anything? Oh, I, I miss everything. I mean, mostly it's fun. Very few things in life provide one the opportunity, and I can't speak for you or to you on this topic, but for me, if you muck one up, 24 hours later, you get to try again. And that's a pretty good device. And then when you do something that you're really proud of, you think, by God, let's do that again. And six, seven years later, you have that experience once more. <laughs> yeah. I love Dave. Well, he did 4,000 shows with CBS. That was wow. just his time doing Late Show with David Letterman. He did... Uh, almost 1,900 shows on NBC prior to that. Wow. And while having that conversation discussing good shows versus bad shows, they both agreed that it often plays different on TV and what they considered bad shows ended up not being so bad after all. Yeah, that's you know? cool. Have you ever tried doing the math as to how many shows we've done? Oh, gosh. Just <laughs> together, like when you... When you cover you all radio stations? It? Yeah. What do you think about, you know, tw we've been 22 years doing this together, almost 23. Right. And you figure, you know, five, five days a week, 50, 255, a few weeks vacation. One million shows. You know, we've, we've done. <laughs> I don't want to do that math. That sounds like yeah. a lot of adding. Well, not just that. We still haven't gotten the hang of it. So I that's, yeah, I mean, what does God. that say? <laughs> it happens. But you think, you know, probably two on the low end, 200 shows a year, minimum. Right. Minim more than that, but simple math. 200, to, we've done. Yeah, six, and our 7, shows 000. are longer. Yeah, mm -hmm. we do like four hours. <laughs> you know, as like opposed to doing hour. one hour and a staff of writers. Yeah. That must be nice. We got to fill a lot more than he does. Yeah, that is sure. Easy. That's no. true. We have a lot of organic chat. That's true. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about mashed potatoes later. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. So I do have one last story here. It's really kind of a miracle that Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne are still together. Have you ever looked at that pair and wondered? No. How yeah. and why? How has she not left him yet and vice versa? Well, one of the reasons is that Sharon let Ozzy sample all the groupie action he wanted back in the day. Ooh, really? Oh. She said that's what comes along with being famous. It was always there, especially if somebody is insecure or a narcissist that wants it all, as Ozzy was. She said, I was always like, wear a condom and never ask names or addresses. You don't want to know. When it comes to something more personal than that, then it's a problem. Then I'm not going to turn a blind eye. She didn't turn a blind eye back in 2016 when she found out Ozzy was having an affair with his hairstylist. Remember that? Oh, yeah. They actually broke up for a while, and Shay Sharon later revealed that Ozzy was messing around with six different ladies. Jeez. Which is just fascinating to me that he can still score 
women. I'll also, like, how does he keep up? Is it the medical? Like, he's got to. You know, I mean, he's been just so. That's insane. Because you keep up with six, so six women, Jeff? That's no, a lot. No. Yeah. How? Do, but my question is, how does she reconcile that? Like, how does she deal with that? You know, how do you, why group, do you stay? The no names thing or? Well, the affairs, the groupies. Yeah. I mean, if you're Sharon, like, why do you stay? No. She loves the guy. She said over and over, she loves the guy. Right. And just, I don't know. I don't know. As long as it's not emotional, maybe she's fine with just the. Yeah, he's having. If it's just a physical, because you know, it, it's you, not like she's you trapped. Used to, you used to tell me forever ago that men can easily separate sex from emotion, right? So maybe Sharon can do that too. Maybe Sharon's got her own six fellas out Who there knows? roaming around, and that's why she Entirely deals with it. Really possible, but if there's a fully open relationship, men can separate the physical from the emotional, but sometimes. The emotional can still happen, you know? Like, sure, it shows, mm-hmm. it could show up. It could, like, I know this up. started out as physical, but I mean, we hear it on Second Date Update all the time. They just intended it for it to be a hookup. And then they discovered, wow, I, I think I really like this person. And now that to me would seem now a it's threat. an entanglement. Now it's an entanglement. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So thank I, you, Jada. I'm always <laughs> fascinated and just love to hear, like, the explanations and the rationalization from people who make the decision to stay when there is an entanglement like that. Yeah. I know in some cases it's because maybe, I don't know, maybe you feel like, right, you got kids or you're afraid of being alone. Yeah. You don't think you can find or you'll ever meet anybody else. Maybe you financially feel trapped. But, you know, I see a lot of people who are, who don't seem to be trapped by any stretch of the imagination, make the choice to stay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting to me. Because I'm done. Like, you'd once, be, you'd be once done. trust is broken, I am just You're done. You're out. I am just done. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that, I think it's just, I mean, I also envy people that can have a trust violation and come back from it and learn how to trust you again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you cheated and then they work everything out in therapy and they're back together forever. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, Jen, I'm like, I don't know. I think I would. How do I trust again? Right. I'm, I'm like that with I'm like that with friendships, too. Are you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for now. That's your latest E-News. We'll have more for you coming up after seven o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a carload pass to Christmas Nights of Light at Coney Island. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Before we get to those. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440. 
or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Stories Thanksgiving is known for three things. Food, gratitude, and attitude. All right. The kind that comes with passive-aggressive table debates. <laughs> so to get you warmed up, a website put out a Thanksgiving-themed would-you-rather poll okay. with Ooh. some silly debates. All right. I mean, do you guys have that at, at your Thanksgivings? Are there any heated exchanges or not even heated, but sensitive topics that get brought up and somebody gets a little bent? No. You know, that's great. Yeah. I mean, everybody's pretty much... On the same page. And, and for the eight who will be there uh-huh. on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, dad's a little more opinionated but he's than everyone else. With it. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> just kind of nods because, you know, if you if you give it too much energy, it just feeds off itself. Uh-huh. So it's usually me. It's being just the a one. sort of a nod, and we change the subject. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. It's usually me, the one that's in the room, going, "Change the subject." Do you say that? Oh you, yeah, I'll okay. go. Subject change. Oh, we don't. We don't say it. Oh, we, ju- I do. we, just we just change it. it. Yeah, because yeah. then it's less of a thing, right? Yeah. But if you're like, "Change the subject," then everybody's like, "Draws more attention yeah. to it." Well, because yeah. I feel like they're saying it to po- to poke at me. And what is they it know- usually? Oh, they're poking at you. Oh yeah. Oh, they're they're because trying I'm to get usually because I'm way more free thinking than some people yeah yeah in so your family then my in my family uh-huh. you're a little more open-minded oh for sure maybe yes yeah. i'm like very open-minded to certain situations and certain political things and right not everybody feels that same way so i think your they, family from hazard is less so i mean yeah <laughs> um i feel like sometimes they so they say stuff and i am often one that's like i'm not just gonna not say anything you know like mm-hmm. so i try to be like subject change to let people know, like, hey, I disagree with that, but I'm not going to get into it with you because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. So I will either A, walk away, or B, just talk about, oh, my gosh, did you see that Black Friday deal? That's going to be great. Right. You guys went shopping? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Okay, so would you rather spend Thanksgiving with your mom's side of the family Ooh. or your dad's? More than 10,000 people responded while you think about it, and two-thirds said that they would actually pick their mom's side. I haven't been around my dad's side of the family very much since I was a kid. Like, once we, once my grandparents died, I hardly ever saw them. Oh, really? Hardly ever. And a little bit more on my mom's side, because my aunt lived with me for a while. um, Oh, yeah, Aunt Sandy. For like six years, she lived with Jacob and me. And, uh, yeah, so I have a little more contact with them. Not a ton, but. See, I'm closer to my female cousins on my mom's side, but I love the conversations that I have with my dad's side of the family. Like, we see them maybe twice a year. You know, they'll come up for the Fritch family Christmas Mm -hmm. at our house in December. And I got a lot of cousins on that side that got little babies. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see them, too. Mm -hmm. 
But I would say probably my mom's side if I had to pick just one. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather work on Thanksgiving or Black Friday? Ooh. Black Friday. Yeah, 66% said Black Friday. Because we, we used to. For back years. in the day, we used to have to. Yeah, yeah, we used to broadcast live from the mall mm-hmm. on right. Friday morning. And that was kind of, I mean, that was pretty laid back. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it just sucked having to get up early. But I had no issues with being at a mall. Yeah, you and I would like go shopping <laughs> during the commercial When breaks. the songs were playing, we remember? would <laughs> go shopping. I remember I went to the bathroom and came back. I got four pairs of shoes at Dillard's while I was on that potty break. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't that bad, I guess, because we got there before the crowds. Mm-hmm. We would watch the waves. We'd see the first big wave of the people that were lining up right. early to get in for the door busters. And then everything would kite. That's where I learned, like, the secret of shopping on Black Friday. I don't think it, it applies anymore because I don't feel like Black Friday is what it used to be. It's you know, the, the sales same. didn't start until Black Friday. Now sales are starting a week or two in advance and they're shopping on Thanksgiving. So there's not that mad rush on Friday mornings like it used to be. So I don't think that this will necessarily apply anymore. But I learned that they, that it comes in waves by watching it at the mall. There'd be that first big wave and then things would settle down at like 10. And then it wouldn't pick up again until right after lunchtime. Yeah. So you had that small little window that if you wanted some quiet shopping or quieter <laughs> shopping you could on go. Good Friday, you do that between 10 and lunch. That's a good idea. Yeah. You could probably still do that now, though. Yeah, like I just saying. don't. Yeah, I just don't know if there's that big rush in the morning and. Yeah. The thing that I always liked about that part of the shopping was seeing all of the women together. Like it was always like. Sisters were together. The or, ones who were doing it as daughters. a tradition. And yes, I loved that part. Remember, they would have like matching jammies yeah. Yeah. or matching shirts, and they and all, huge bags full of yes. stuff. And they all had like their really fun holiday routine where they would get up or they would spend the night at each other's houses, and then they would like get coffee, shop, and then they would go to breakfast or yeah. something like that. And then they would always stop by and say hi. Yep. Turkey or ham? Turkey. I think I have to have ham at thanks at Christmas, so I'm going to say turkey. Seventy-two percent of people said turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, but there are people who do. You know, they flip it. Yeah, mix it up. Canned cranberry or homemade cranberry? Ooh, I'm vetoing this and saying cranberry celebration from Kroger. There is no other. It is just <laughs> the. I mean, it is, it is just. Good. What incredible. else do they put in it? It sometimes it has nuts in it. I know it has some orange zest. I'm not sure. I just. Because there's it. more than just cranberries in there. Oh, yeah. And I like to put it, you guys saw me when my dad dropped off. I put it right on top of the turkey. Yeah. Like, to me, it's almost like putting mayonnaise on a sandwich. Well, I can remember Amy Tobin years ago came in here and was talking about different ways you can use the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And she did these little sliders. Oh, And yeah. she put turkey and cranberry sauce and something else on it. Was I don't it remember. like mashed potato? Like a little mashed yes, potato Yes, I think it was. I think it was. She put several different things on a bun. Yeah. It and was it was so, so good. Uh, do you dress up for Thanksgiving or wear comfortable clothes? Comfortable clothes. I do like business cash. Like, I'll wear, like, a nicer shirt and jeans. We do the same. Yeah. So, like, something where it's not as fancy, but, you know, it's not like a hoodie. Right. We might, you know, if we, if it wasn't just us, Mm -hmm. I mean, we might step it up a notch, but it's just us. Plus, I know about, like, it's always a really good time to uh, take pictures, you know, with the family and stuff. So, you kind of want to have on a nicer shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What else? What else? What else? Uh, 
Would you rather host a Thanksgiving dinner or attend one? 72% said they would prefer not to host. I like hosting. Yeah, Kristen loves it too. Yeah. I, I mean, like I'd be in like, home, but I want everybody else to do the cooking. I like hosting mostly because I probably don't have to cook all the food. Right. If you host, you don't have to cook. Yeah. Well my, well, my dad makes all of the sides. I'm right. sure eventually someday I'll be the one doing that. But like, I enjoy the fact that like everyone comes to us. Yeah. I love, I love. Being, I like being home. I love being together in our environment. And I don't care if we have 50 people. Like, let's go. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here this morning? Millennials are constantly being blamed for ending and ruining everything, even American cheese. <laughs> American cheese? They ruined American cheese? How did they ruin cheese? I don't know. <laughs> but now people on social media are talking about things that they're actually glad that millennials torched. And here are some good responses. For starters, there were some serious things mentioned. Those include the idea that work is the most important thing. <laughs> or the loyalty to the workplace mm -hmm. thing. Millennials actually push the notion that you shouldn't go above and beyond. You should act your wage. Act your wage. Act your wage. Oh, wow. And be paid what you're worth. Act the, act the wage you want. The uh, I hate my wife or I hate my husband genre of jokes. They kind of put the kibosh on that. That was a that was a trendy thing for mm -hmm. a very long time. Uh, being an absent father, millennial dads have made dadding cool again. Yay! Yeah, that's, that's great. Good. I love that. That's a good one. They ended the stigmas of mental health, depression, and anxiety. Yeah, um, working on that. They said no to homophobia and the shunning of the LGBTQ plus community. But more of the fun responses. Millennials killed ironing clothes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even think I own an iron. I don't even know how to tell. You know what? Like you have, like my kid is in Girl Scouts and mm -hmm. you got to iron on the patches. Oh, the, pa the patches are iron-ons? Yeah. No, I didn't think they used to be so. Or well, they, they used been? to be so. Okay. But I think you could probably still sew them. But Scott does it because I have zero capability in the ironing department. Wow. Like I'm like, Jeff, I'll take my all my stuff to the... Tide cleaner. I just stick it in the dryer with a damp towel. Yeah. Let it go. That's the other thing. Our dryer has one of those um, steam settings on it. Yeah. Where you can hook it into the wall, hook it into the hot water. Yeah. So you can put it in there and hit steam and it does that. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Uh, What else? Cigarettes. That was another thing that they, that generation pretty much was they like. They don't smoke much. Yeah. No. Let's be excited for that too. Uh, junk cigarettes. food. Yeah, cigarettes, but they probably smoke more weed. Or vape. <laughs> yeah, vape, vape more. Uh, junk food. One person said healthy food. Hippie boomers started it. Gen X commercialized it. And millennials boosted it to the mainstream. There you go. Country clubs. <laughs> Country clubs. Mm. Uh, what else? Crappy chain restaurants. Uh, millennials rejected treating veterinarians like garbage. That sounds like veterinarians or veterans. No, veterinarians. Uh, really? Why was that happening? Uh, it sounds like a personal comment someone wrote in there. I'm just reading some of the funnier ones. The lawn care obsession. Owning a lot of knickknacks, even expensive stuff like fine china. 
Yeah, it's a dusting nightmare. You're welcome. I did, I personally had a hand in that one. Last night, I kid you not, so she was setting the table for Thanksgiving, d- days in advance, and she said, should I break <laughs> out the fine china? I'm like, why have it? If you're not going to yeah. use it. Right. Yeah. I said, "Is it, can you dishwash it? She said, oh, yeah. Oh, you can? See, my mom, so Scott has a problem with like throwing things away, and he recognizes that in my mother as well. And he has a fine china dining set from like his grandma or somebody like mm-hmm. that that he has now given to my mother, who it is not dishwasher safe. But I'm like, babe, why do you keep giving her all this stuff? We're but just going to end up with it again. I, thank you, Jen. You understand. And yeah. she does get it out at like uh, Easter or, you know, some really particular holidays. But it's all hand wash only, not. Not for the microwave. Wow. Because it's got like some sort of metal ring around it or I don't know. Mm, right. Something. I have no idea. Uh, they also cut the cord on cable TV. Rejected oh. cable TV. Yeah. Mm. And bar soap. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.